Yo, 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 what is happening? It's your boy Roy, and this is another episode of the Sync Gems Podcast. Today, we have Shalevalon. Shalevalon, fellow Israeli friend who I met on LinkedIn, and I met him months ago and really wanted to interview him. So we said, what's a better way than to just meet when I'm in Israel in person? Go to his crib and interview him. So that's what we did. The microphone is a room mic that I just installed in the room. So I'm sorry, the sound is a bit uh, not the best, but it's still good. And I'm really happy with what we got in this interview. In this interview, we talk about so many things. We talk about how he started working in Hans Zimmer's studio straight off the bat when he got to LA. We talk about working about 20 hours a day without getting paid. We talk about being an assistant and what that meant and means in LA. We talk about networking techniques that will help you and that helped him on his journey. And we talk about the importance of asking for what you want. And really, Shalev did it all. He was an editor for Disney for a while. He does mixing for a lot of labels in sync and outside of sync. He recorded major artists such as Two Chains and Busta Rhymes. He is just killing it. So take notes because this is going to be a fun ride. And if you want to go and support the podcast, please go ahead and leave a review. This means the world and really helps the podcast get into more ears. So if you go on Spotify and give it a five-star review or go on Apple and give it a rating and a review, this helps me so much. Now, without further ado. Shalem. Ahalem. Alon. Makore. What is up? Ma'olech. We are talking, we, we have to talk in English now. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that's my bad, my bad. Why, I forgot to say that'll be, that'll be an amazing story. I, I actually, I actually had a, I was in a podcast like a month ago, like for an Israeli one. This is where I was like, oh, right, yeah, now it's okay. So it's, it's someone who speaks Hebrew, but it needs to be English, right? <laughs> okay, so we're competing. Then we're competing at another <laughs> podcast. No, but probably, or, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's in English. Yeah, You're, yeah, the crowd yeah. is different. Yeah, it's different. It's yeah. different. Man, uh, so uh, we got to chill here. Yes. a little bit um and i i assume that it's gonna happen again because i'm in israel right now so i'm i'm super excited because we've been in uh, talking for months now right I yeah yeah like. yeah yeah and, and forth definitely yeah and and what got my eyes kind of your humble nature through your just through your social media you know you can only feel a yeah bit definitely. but I, I felt like your humble nature next to your achievements. And it was just like, whoa, thank this you. is a dude, dude I want to meet. Thank you, man. Thank so, you. So let me, I just want to know, first of all, like about you, where you, um, how you grew up and, and how you came to what you have right now in the success that you have right now. Uh, well, basically, I, so after my service, in Israel, okay. in the army, in the army. Uh, yes, I uh, basically kind of like saved a lot of money for like a year or something like that. And then I moved to LA to study at Musician Institute. 
I studied the audio engineering program over there. Um, I was thinking about like going to Berkeley, you know, like uh, some of the really big uh, music schools, but but I thought like it would probably be more efficient for me to be in the place that I I know that I'm gonna want to work in, you know. So like LA was definitely the place where I knew I'm gonna live eventually. But you were a musician before. Yes. So I started playing guitar like when I was ten, something like that. Um, and you know, I had like a band in high school, like I did all of the, you know, the, the road to like a, mu- a musician, like a high school musician. Yes. Um, and then w- when I was in the army, I kind of like, you know, uh, put it aside a little bit. Mm-hmm. And after that, I kind of like, I kind of got more into, uh, production and, you know, I learned Cubase and like, I learned a little bit like music theory and piano. I, I mean, I knew all of that you know, since I'm playing guitar for a very long time, yeah. but, but still like, um, you know, learning piano and all of that was, gave me a little bit more knowledge about production. And basically after I learned production, I realized that I'm very into mixing. Like that's the part where, where I usually spend most of my hours, you know, when I wrote a track or produce anything. Uh, so basically my, the, the guy who taught me this, he was like, look, feels like you're, you're really into this. And like, if you are trying to make a career out of it, I'll definitely uh, encourage you to find something that it's also behind, you know, behind the screen or behind the whatever uh, uh, you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, it's a little bit more, I don't want to say stable, but it's a little bit more, you know, engineering and, and technical type of work. Uh, and First of all, that was my passion. And second, I was like, okay, I, I actually want to like eventually make a living out of it. Mm. Um, so since I'm, I'm like, I don't know, like 17, I knew that I'm probably going to move to the U.S. because I know the market market there is way bigger. Mm. Uh, so I moved and I studied there for a year. And during my study, I basically got into the internship program. Um, luckily I had a professor who told me like, Hey, uh, there's a studio called remote control production, which is Hans Zimmer studios, you know, and, and it's like very big in LA. And he told me that he can get me an interview there. Uh, I was super happy. You Mm -hmm. know, it was like only three months, uh, in, uh, the school year. Wow. Yeah. It was very, very early. First year. Yeah. First year. First year. Uh, I, I'm, I kind of had like knowledge before because I studied so much before I moved. So like I knew logic, I knew Cubis, I knew a lot of stuff. And I was like, I'm actually ready to go. Like if I have, if there's any work or something, I'll, I'll be happy to do. And, and this is like what I basically, you know, uh, uh, like went towards to like when I was in school and everything, I spoke with professors and I was like, yeah. okay, how can I work? How can I, I don't know, be outside of school and get my, you know, my experience already. Um, and yeah, so, so he basically was very nice and he told me that he can help me out with an interview. I did the interview. It went well. I started an internship there for like five weeks. Um, the internship went, uh, great. Like I learned a lot. Definitely it was, you know, the job itself was like, you know, bringing coffee and, you know, wrapping cables sometimes and prepare like Hans room and like bring in mail and, you know, all, all the stuff that an intern needs to do. Mm. Um, and after like five weeks, I moved to another studio over there. They asked me if I, uh, if I want to like, you know, keep my, my program uh, going, like still be an intern, but for a studio like next to Hans, which is like in the same building. Uh, for a composer named Henry Jackman. Mm. And I uh, basically was a little bit more uh, of a runner over there, like which is a little bit, you know, more, um, how do you say it? Uh, 
it's like above interlace it's like it's basically how you move uh, uh, you know move your your way up over there but mm. i was still under the title of an intern but like i did a little bit more of a work for uh, as a runner and sometimes even as a as a tech person like uh, helping with like building templates and stuff like that so during all of that time I had a lot of time actually like uh, be in the rooms with some of the composer and like be, you know, kind of like a fly on the wall, like look what they're doing. And, and you know, sometimes just like uh, even like asking questions and talk to them and like see what they're doing, you know, if they had some time. Uh, so that actually helped me a lot to learn a lot of stuff. Um, and after that, I felt that like, you know, I want to maybe change a little bit my direction. So I started to look around and like in different studios, like hip hop and pop studios in LA. And I got into some of them and some of them I was an intern, some of them a runner, and some of them as an, an assistant after a certain time. And I recorded like rappers and pop singers. Um, I don't know if I should, I should mention any name, but you know, just name for name dropping, let's say. Yeah, 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 you can. Uh, well, Nick Jonas came one time, which was amazing. He's a crazy musician. Um, Busta Rhyme, uh, Ray J, Two Chain, uh, Zara Larson. So, like these type of people uh, were around the studio, which was amazing for me. You know, to uh, like these are people that usually just watch on TV, whatever, film, YouTube. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so it was a crazy experience to to learn that. The, the the job itself it's funny because like when you do pop and hip hop, there's the production side which is you know crazy work and stuff. But as an engineer, what basically we did was like just you know pull up like one mic and record the singer and you know you have the perfect chain for it and that's it. Like that's what you do. Um, but after a while, I knew that like my real passion as I started like was for film. So I started to look for an assistant uh, position to be an assistant uh, engineer for a scoring mixing engineer. And it took like it took me very long time. Like I knocked on doors, like I sent emails, like it was basically eight months, me, uh, you know, jobless basically, just trying to look for work. It was very hectic, very hard. Uh, but yeah, after these eight months of me just looking for work, finally I received like a reply from someone that I sent him an email, I don't know, like in a, in a different time like six months something like that and he was like i actually look i'm actually looking for an assistant which was amazing i i went i met him he talked to me a little bit his name was brad hale and he actually like took me a little bit under his wings and kind of like you know showed me the scope of the work and everything and and i actually did like an assistant work for him you know like preparing the uh, recording for the orchestra and edit sometimes the orchestra uh, sometimes like pre-mixing, you know, it was like uh, we recorded like small ensembles. We even recorded like big orchestras, you know, like in the Newman scoring stage in, um, and in Warner Brothers. And, and we did like a lot of really great, uh, great work. And some some of it was like my first experience and it was, you know, for f big films like like the Lego Ninjago movie. And we did like a short for uh, Hotel Transylvania and we did like two films for Netflix. Uh, and we did something for the Minions. I remember, I think it was a TV show or something like that. Um, so that was, that went like for me great to learn like so much on, you know, on big scales, what the world is actually like, what, what skills you need and how, and what your level is to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, so for me, that was like the main, I think where I learned the most, definitely. 
Um, and yeah, after that, I um, I started to uh, work a, a little bit uh, for Disney as an editor. Uh, they hired me as an editor for a couple projects. And after like, I don't know, like two projects, they started to like, you know, have a little bit more trust in me. So they asked me, hey, can you help us with like, you know, I don't know, like pre-mixing that? And can you help us with like mixing something here and, and, and record something there? So, you know, that uh, I was still like an editor there, but I did like, you know, much more because they had, uh, you know, uh, trusting what, what, what I, what I'm doing. Um, and even like for the galaxy's edge, the star Wars land, mm. which we work on the cantina, uh, uh, ride or bar, I don't know how to call it, but it's in the, in the park itself. Uh, I, I even like, you know, went to the park itself and like mixed the music in the park, which was an amazing experience. Cause you know, like basically it was, uh, we were in the park before it opened and we kind of like, you know, looked at everything and experienced everything even before, you know, it, it was like uh, ready. So like we went to the ride and, and, you know, I saw how, how it set up and the bar is like, you know, replica of the exact, uh, cantina, like in the movies, um, so that was another great uh, project that I did. And since then, um, basically just worked as a freelance, you know, uh, work like for clients and that sometimes writes for, I don't know, big stream, uh, streaming services or like uh, music libraries, um, really just very, it varies, but, uh, but most of my clients are from, you know, from my experience on in different studios and from events that I went, uh, and yeah, that's it. That's what I'm doing until today. Yeah. Very long story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd still feel free to keep on talking all this yeah, Like that's the point. Um, wow, yeah. mixing like the mi I, I have, I really have a feeling like you've got to dive into the mixing experience where, like, so you were essentially mixing outside, like, or you were just listening into the sounds. Like, what was the the experience? Like, can you just? Tell me a little bit in more in a about specific that. Uh, project or just in, in that in, in the in that you told me that you went into that the oh you mean the park yeah 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 so um, um so yeah it was basically um pretty simple the the way that the bar is set up like you have like a, a bunch of speakers on um, you know on the ceiling and we kind of like made it sound like it will be balanced no matter where you be in the bar you know so um we just kind of set in a, I don't know if to call it like a sweet spot, but like, you know, we set in a, in a, like, um, in a place where it's like, you can hear everything in the bar. Like you were a little bit close to where the DJ is supposed to be, but you're also like sitting in a, in a, in a table where you probably, you know, the consumer, I mean, the customer's going to sit and we kind of like, we, you know, walked around while we, we mixed and we were like, Hey, can you raise the bass here? Can you. Uh, bring down the percussion over there and like you know we, we, it was like a couple of speakers that we worked with and yeah that, that was like an amazing you know experience because it's something super new that i don't think i will have you know have the chance to do because you know it was it's a very specific uh place um and but yeah it, it was basically like taking all my skills and and try to adapt to like a whole new environment yes um so for me it was it was a new experience but something that i think like uh you know um was very unique um but yeah it's, it was a cool experience definitely yeah. yeah it sounds crazy i mean like the amount of um 
and again, it's something that I'm I'm reflecting on you speaking, and the the biggest thing that came through was like you climbed the stairs very gradually. You did you, you did the the work and was was willing to to go to LA, do the steps that it takes, but then you did the extra the extra bit. What do you think separated you from all the people who went to LA and don't don't right. really find success? That's, a, that's actually a really good question because I think um well you know when when I when I tell my story it's always like uh, oh my dad oh my god everything went so smooth for him or like everything happened so fast but but to be honest like dude it was it was crazy hard like since I started my first intern internship and you know like most of the days yes overall you you learn and you see and you meet people and whatever but at the, at the end of the day you're just doing like very very minimal job like when you start you, you're not really doing much like you and and you're and you're spend a lot of your times there like I remember when I was interning for like two studios at a time um dude I was working from like 9 a.m right until like sometimes 3 a.m so you know like working a lot um you know sometimes like I finished uh, um um like I finished my shift at a studio at like at seven seven p.m. something like that, and then I went home. You know, like uh, I don't know, just like refreshing myself, resting for an hour or two, and then uh, at the hip hop studio that I worked, like uh, I don't know, one of the clients came around like eleven p.m. or something like that, and then the session went until four a.m. or you know, so like it was very very intense. And you're as an intern, you're not even getting paid. So you basically work a lot, you know, you clean a lot, whatever, you do all the dirty stuff and, you know, you, you bring in coffee, um, you, I don't know, bring in lunch, you know, everything basically that. And you're studying in the same time. Yeah, you're studying in the same time. Yeah, so, so all of that was, holy shit, was crazy for me. Uh, but yeah, it was very hectic. And, and until I got my first, like, I, I always say, like, so, you know, while I was interning and sometimes like uh, assisting and whatever, sometimes um, some of the clients were like, hey, man, like, you know, here's a hundred bucks for like this the, the session or whatever, you know, when you when you just started, like mm. your, your title is still like maybe a runner or an intern. But sometimes, you know, the engineer is missing or the assistant is missing and they're like, hey, they know that you're there because you know how to engineer. Right. So they're like asking you like, you know, in the 90 minutes, they're like, hey, can you help us like with the session? And then if they want, they pay you if they're not. Because you're still on the title of an intern, but you're not doing an intern job, you know? So they kind of like think of like, hey, these guys are intern. I don't need to pay him. But sometimes if it's, you know, a decent person, he's like, this guy actually helped us and worked. I'm definitely going to pay him something, you know? Mm. So I was very, I, I couldn't really say anything because I was an intern in the title, but I actually worked, you know? So, and it happened a lot in a lot of studios. Because, mm. um, you know... I mean, the the competition is, is, is big. So like, you can say, uh, yeah, fuck that. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna work because it's like for free and I've been here for more than a year or whatever. And, but they, they probably won't really care because there's a line of people who want to work for them, you know? So you kind of like need to stay in this competition. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, maybe, maybe not a competition, but because it's a very, I don't know, maybe aggressive word for that, but. But it's a more of like uh, getting in a in the state of mind of like I need to be shown and worked hard, hard so people can recognize it and may and they will be like I want this hardworking guy with me, you know. 
Uh, so that, that's definitely was my thought every time. But yes, there were sometimes they were, they were like asking us like really not logical uh, requests. And I said, no, you know, cause I, I don't know. I mean, for me, it was like too much. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, sometimes like receiving a text at 2 a.m. in the group uh, chat that we have with all the interns and the manager and he's like, hey, we just finished a, a, a session. If anyone is up, like we need someone to tear up all the session. And you know, it's a bunch of mics and we did like uh, zero all the console yeah. and the gears and everything. And it's like 2 a.m. And, and, and you know, it's, sometimes like you see in the group chat, like people are like, yeah, I'll be there. Like, and it's freaking 2 a.m. And like probably people just woke up, saw these texts or something. And, I don't, and just were like, oh my God, did you show up? They called me. Like, I want to show them that I'm working hard. And for me, sometimes I, you know, I just said, uh, no, I'm sorry. I can pick it, you know, because it's like, it's too crazy. It's too freaking crazy. I'm definitely against all of that shit. I don't think it's it's a way to really measure someone against uh, what against all that that the treatment of like you know interns. And it's, it's it's very you know it's it's very common in the U.S. I don't know about other countries, but it's very common in the U.S. in California where I were at least. Um, and I just felt like it's it's not right, you know. Uh, you have to do it. I did it. I definitely did it. I was mm. definitely in a place places where I was like, I need to make them happy. I need to work hard and show them. Yeah, I was that guy. But after that, I started to understand what what is my worth. And asking that, I was like, yeah, no. I mean, I, I I'm starting to say no to all that stuff because it's, it's just like I mean, if if someone asks you that, you know, and he is like has this, I don't know. Um, freedom of, of like asking it as then then you have the full-on freedom to say no and 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 it's okay be like he if you think that you're lazy or something or that you don't want to work in this industry and all that it's you know it's, it's just like it's it's out of like the reality man i can see it's out of it, it's it doesn't even you know I, I don't know how to say in english but like it's not logical in any way to say that or think about that you know because mm -hmm. like you can work as hard as anyone but Sometimes just even getting something like minimum that that's freaking, you know, that will make the whole difference. When I started to work for bread, dude, like the minute that I got in, it was like, whatever I have, I'm going to, I'm going to pay for the time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Sometimes if we even don't have work for the studio like this week or whatever, like you're here, you're spending your time here, learning whatever I need you to learn. I want to pay you. And I was like, oh my God, like for me, it was a shock, man. You know, like meeting someone like that after so many people that I met that it was like very obvious for them that you work for free. Dude, it, it was insane, like for me to meet someone like that. So, so you know, as uh, I'll go back to my point, yeah, it sounds like very like, you know, wow, you managed to do all those projects. But dude, like it took me years to work for free. Sometimes even like not working at all and like we're looking for work. Yeah and just living out of my savings uh that's that's like was most of my life you know over there and then when you get like projects then it's like a, you feel like a little bit on the you know on, on the roll like oh i got this now i have this and you know because because you have this attitude of like i'm a professional this is what i do my time is worth you show this your attitude your energy is like that people get it People respect that, and and that's the you know, uh, that's the treatment you want to receive. Yeah. So yeah. So if uh, let's say 
someone's listening to this right now and they're in college, even though the, most of the people listening to this are more advanced stages, but if you were to want to intern now, like let's say you, you were again after after the army, you were doing your, your thing, it sounds like one piece of device has come in with savings. Yeah. Uh, that's a good, uh, 100%, that's yeah. a good one. Call it that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but what's another, what's, I guess, what's another piece of advice you would give? Because again, like something that I thought about when, as you were speaking about it, which is, it's a bit, uh, um, controversial, but I mean like that, that's essentially what me too was, right? Like a bunch of people trying to make it in industries that are dog fights. Like you can tell that, say that it's not competition. I, mm -hmm. I'll say. A hundred percent, it is competition in right. my opinion, and it's a dog fight. And people are like, "Okay, you don't want to do this, then um, okay, I'll just move on to the next one." Yeah. And then, her, basically, this girl's chance in the in the acting world is right. just like out of the window. Right. So, what would you suggest if you were that boy again? Like, what would you? What advice would you give him then? Well. Now? I, I definitely, you know, some of the things that, uh, you know, like people, when they approach me, they're, they're asking me or even like people from, you know, from my country, from Israel that want to move and asking for advices. I definitely have a couple for them. Like, so first, as you mentioned, like saving, just come with saving as much as you can. Definitely. Uh, that's first. Second, I will always encourage people to actually go to like boutique studios and not the big ones. Uh, and, you know, work for like, uh, like, with three of like, uh, with team of like three people, you know, like a small studio that has a lot of work, but you know, their team is like starting to grow Yeah. and actually like work with these people and, and see if you have any work. Cause, cause you'll move uh, up faster and they, they, you'll probably get, will get paid faster. Uh, and you'll learn much more because there's not a lot of people. Like it's, it's just a lot of advantages. So, and, and for me, when I worked with Brad, it was only me and him. Sometimes like two more people or maybe one. And this is where I was like, I felt like my time is worth, I felt like I'm learning a lot because I'm basically the only student over there, like so many advantages. And for me, I was like, wow, why didn't, you know, thought about it like before, you know? So that's definitely another uh, thing. Uh, the third thing is definitely, um, you know, at the end of the day, being in those big studios and like, you know, earning credits and all that stuff, it's, it's something that will definitely help your career. So like for me, it, it's only always nice to say that, like, yeah, I was in remote control production, you know, I was in the, one of the biggest studios in LA, you know, it, it's always nice to say that, you know, even with you now in the, with the podcast, it's like I have an experience of doing that, you know, something that is very big. So it's not that I'm saying like, you know, pass that or something, but just like, you know, when to say stop to that, you know, mm -hmm. uh, like I met people that were interns or runners for many, many years. You wow. know, one of the runners that I met there was like five, five years a runner. And, and he was just waiting for, for a job to be open for him in the studio. And he thought like, if I stay a runner, everybody will get used to me. Once there will be an opening, I'm sure I'm the, I'll be the first one that will, they will, you know, uh, uh, offer this because I'm here for five years and no, it didn't happen for him, you know, and, and eventually he just quit and like moved to another job or something. And, and that's, that's the thing. Like I'm saying like, as you know, as much as I can say that I'm, you know, I'm, I am, I'm against it or, or something like this. And I, I will never, you know, I, I will never, uh, how do you say it? Like, um, I don't know. And like, I will never agree with that attitude, 
it's still it's still the biggest thing like you know you're still everyone doing like you know with a, you have to do it like you have to go through it because that's this is how it is over there so you know definitely try and go and do that but like just know when to stop like see these i don't know feel yeah. the energy feel the people see if they're actually thinking of you as like somebody who actually wants to work there you know and mm. not just someone who's like helping them with their lunches you know mm. like see how they treat you see if they're asking you like hey man you wanna you wanna hear something you wanna see this you wanna sit next to me and, and yeah and, yeah and see how i, I work or something like that. like see if they actually want you to join their team you know mm. or they're like oh just this is just another intern five weeks i won't see him anymore yeah. you know so that's that's another good tip that's huge because your surrounding is everything, right? We, you, we talked about it before uh, before we got on and mm-hmm. he spoke about the fact, the importance of like going away sometimes from what you're surrounded by in order to actually receive uh, um, the, actually the attention you want. Because sometimes like for me, when I traveled the world, every place I would go, I would be seen as a new person, right? right? And then I can invent the new person that I want the the people to to see me as. Yes. And only two and a half years ago when I went to Bali, I was able to portray a person that I wanted people to see me as. Right. And that that's what kept me there. And I feel like what you are speaking to is so close to that in a, in, in, in a sense because you are in a studio for five years mm-hmm. and I mean the 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 definition of craziness is doing one thing uh many times and and, right. and expecting a different outcome and if you see that people are treating you the same after uh, um, a bunch of time that you're somewhere and it's not a way that you like yep. or that you want to be treated as or seen as then what are you doing there exactly 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 like what what are you actually gaining from that place man? yeah it's like yeah that's that's the thing not a lot of people see it because they're like really you know they're but did you just think about it consciously? Like, were you were you consciously thinking about do they see me like I want to be seen? Like, how how did it go for you, well, Because it's a lonely road. Yeah, and LA is a lonely place, man. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, you know, definitely in the in in this perspective of like this specific profession in the music industry, uh, it's definitely something. When I was there, I don't think I really saw it, but it didn't took me much time, I think, because mm. I felt like. First of all, you know, I can't say it like, you know, uh, uh, in the majority of it, but from what I experienced, usually I was a little bit older than the, uh, the other people. And, and you, mm-hmm. and, and of course, I came after the service. Yeah. And, and you know, and in the army, you just, you have so much like weird and sh- like shitty experience sometimes. And, yeah. and like, you know, uh, nothing really surprised me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I felt like, okay, like I- I'm a grown up now, right? And I, I, at the end of the day, I actually want to move forward because, like, I have, you know, I thought about like where I want to be, how I want to work with, like, who I want to work with, and of course, at the bottom line, I have bills to pay, you know. Yep. So I thought all about all of that, and I was like, okay, how can I get there faster, mm. or, or I don't know, in a more efficient way, right? Because yes, I can do all of the intern work and whatever and everything else. And I know I can do that. I know how to handle people like lunch or whatever, coffee, like you name it, you know, they, yeah. the people, they all, like people always say like, they want to see how, you know, how attention to details you have, you know, like how do you bring me the lunch? How do you make me the coffee? How do you like, 
I don't know, uh, help me with like wrapping cables. Did you wrap them like this, like that, whatever? How did you, you know, all of that, which I can get. Like, as an engineer, you need, you need to be organized. Yeah. But dude, like, I'm like, if you see my computer, like, you saw my computer, like, I have what, four folders in my desktop? Like, right. because everything is like in these uh, folders and everything is like extremely, extremely organized. I was like that. I didn't need it to be. You know, and it's, it's like a, an intern or a runner or whatever, and to do other stuff to show people that I'm I'm organized. I'm I knew that I'm already organized, so I was like, okay, I know what I have, I know what my skills are. Of course, there's a lot of stuff I need to uh, you know to uh, to learn, but I I think my my open position needs to be a little bit more than just like bringing people on, you yeah. know. So this is what I looked after, you know, after a couple of weeks, sometimes, you know, I was like, okay, like I'm going to just go and ask. Like sometimes I went to people. I remember, uh, when I was at remote control, uh, he's, uh, mixing, he's core mixing engineer is Alan Marison, right? And he's one of the biggest scoring mixing engineer in the world. And I remember, uh, I don't know how long after, but like a couple of weeks after I went to his studio, I was like, I knocked on his studio, on, on his door and I was like, hey, do you have like a couple of minutes and just have a quick question? And, you know, it was like, yes, you, you could come in. And I just asked him like straight up. I was like, so what is the best way for me to uh, get into a point when I'm your assistant? Like, I want to be your assistant. How can I do it? And that was like only after a couple of weeks in, yeah. in, this, in the studio, right? Yeah. And because I remember I was asking around, nobody could tell me like, how do you get to manage to be his assistant, right? Nobody really know. Mm. And, and, and I just asked him and he was like, he was in shock, right? Because mm. nobody, like no intern ever, I think, did that to him, right? But I was like, I know what I want. Why would I just ask him? You know, he's a person like me. Why not? You know, yep. uh, I asked him and he was in shock. And, but he was like, you know, I like that you came like to me. It's it's like, exactly. <laughs> Let's go. <I> am, exactly. <laughs> and he was like, uh, so I have this girl and she helped me with like, when I need assistance and stuff like that. So maybe, you know, once, whatever, once you're ready or whatever, just, you know, get her uh, information. And that's what I did, you know? And this is basically what I did for like every freaking, I don't know, job that I had since then. I was like, okay, I need to go and like actually like, you know, ask what I want. Mm. And, you know, there, there's a bunch of ways to like uh, get a, a, a gig at a studio or, or, or whatever. And, and you know, it's like sending emails and I don't know, calls sometimes. At the end, like at the end of the day, I felt like I'm doing it a lot. And I was like, okay, I need something a little bit more extreme, whatever, like to stand out. So I just, I had like every month I went, I had like a GPS, like a Google uh, map uh, road from studio to studio. And I just drove once a month. to so like all of these studios and just like brought them a hard copy of my studio. I was like, Hey, I don't know if you remember from last month. I know you probably get like a lot of resumes. I wanted to give you one more time my hard copy. You know, sometimes the studios were very mad and they were like, okay, man, like, you know, we, we, we don't need you to come anymore and like bring us, you know, the resume. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't care. You know, it's not personal, whatever. Yeah. And some studios loved it that I came every freaking month and like gave them my hard copy. Like I did all of the, you know, all the uh, way to them to actually give it to them. And yeah, at the end of the day, this is how uh, I got my job uh, with Brad, you know, which was like the biggest uh, work yeah. that I had as an assistant, right? And I just went to him. I put my resume in his uh, mailbox and just did it until, you know, and, until he was there. And, and I knocked on his door and one day it was like, oh, I remember your resume. 
Mm. I remember you put it like, you know, and, and he was in the studio and, he, you know, and actually I sent him an email, he invited me and it was great, yeah. you know, and, and for me, like, that's the way, like, you need to stand out and, and ask for what you want, like, go to the person you want to work for, or you want to work with, you know, and ask them like, Hey man, I really want to work with you. You know, like, yeah, yes, of course you can go around and like, try and be like, whatever this guy wants you to be and like show him this best skills you have and that you know that he needs. Yeah. But if you'll just approach and ask, you know, like, dude, it, it's always good. Why not? You know, it shows personality and uh, it shows again, like grit. <laughs> and uh, again, like the word chutzpah, yeah, it's, it's, exactly. it's a Jewish word. Exactly. And, uh, um, it's a very old word and, and people use it to people who don't know, people yeah. use it for like grit for like th that extra, like, oh, you, you got that extra layer of, uh, of exactly. uh, yeah, of, exactly. of something like you, you have this roughness in you, which is what I feel like, um, coming out of the army also gave me, it was, it, it's just a little bit of edge over people who have just finished getting drunk with their homies, uh, in, in the dorm room and right. in, in the college. Yeah. And I could feel, <clears throat> I used to live in Austin, Texas in college dormitory. Really? Okay. Uh, it was really funny because again, people were two years younger than me, but they were acting like I acted when I was 17. Right. <laughs> and it's, I, I feel like the, the other piece of advice that I got from it is just like, come do your homework before you go and know what you want again like know what you, know how you want to be pre presented yeah but also know the 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 time is ticking like there's yeah. no uh, there's no uh, um if you know what you want and you don't ask for it you're in a problem there's a book by amanda palmer okay um called the art of asking really okay sounds like so exactly what he spoke about right such a beautiful book. It, it basically shows how she got her, uh, I think to date, it's the biggest uh, Kickstarter campaign uh, wow. that was made. Yeah, she um, did a pre-launch of like a million. She raised a million dollars for her, yeah, for her album. And that, wow. that's where she got, right? Like that's where you are today. But that's, uh, um, she was talking about how it started for her and for her it was street performing. Okay. So she started as a street performer. Right. Uh, she went, uh, she was a statue, uh, a uh, statue. Yeah. And she was talking about how she would con uh, uh, communicate with people through the eyes and ask them every time. Wow. And that was really? like the way that she got that role. And she understood that when she asks, people are more likely to comply. And That's it's an a, interesting perspective about that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But, but I mean, it's very similar to yes. you. Like you go and in the most direct way, you're like, I want to succeed in this world. The, my next step is to work with you. Yeah. How do I do this? Exactly. And that's something actually like, it's funny, but that's something I always fear doing. I, I felt, I think it's where imposter syndrome can kick in, right? Like where. Where, where people get, get all like, ah, and then like the, everything is messed true, up. True, true, true. true. Uh, yeah, you, you also need to feel like, you know, uh, I mean, before you approach someone, you need to to think if you're actually ready to work with him, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and see what he did before and see like maybe what he works with, like what, I don't know, for let's say from our uh, 
uh, from my experience, it's like what DAW really works with, like how his studio yeah. is like, and like, you know, all this technical stuff. Do your you know? homework. Exactly. Yeah. Do your homework and like, and, and see exactly if I can, if he'll say yes, let's say he's saying, he's saying yes, like right now, would I be able to provide, you know, mm. that's the, that's the thing. That's super important. Oof. Yeah. That's a huge one. Exactly. Exactly. Cause, cause you know, people say always in the industry. First of all, say yes, then you'll figure it out, right? Uh, and I say, okay, I get it. Uh, I get it. It's very smart to do that. But at the end of the day, if you're saying yes, and you're very far from what he needs, then then you're probably going to mess up. And you're not in that prime. It. You're not in a prime. You're not in your element. It's yeah. just like there are things, but in these in, in these things that just say yes and then, and then react is just like it doesn't, in my head, it doesn't make sense. Yes, when you want to actually capitalize on something. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I mean, there you'll have enough challenges doing that. You know, like you'll have enough challenges working for that. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Even if you know the job, like yeah. when you're actually ready, you yeah. still have a lot of you know like challenges. So, so yeah. So that's something that I was. Uh, sometimes I learned the hard way. I you know was listening to a lot of people that you know with more experience, and they told me first of all say yes, and I sometimes said yes on stuff that I was like. Uh, okay, I'll figure it out. And sometimes it works, sometimes it's not, you know? And 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 I was like, okay, uh, I'll just need to actually be ready on every, like before I approach to someone, I definitely need to be like 100% ready for me because I know I'm going to have challenges, you said, like in, in, either way, you know? Yeah. So that's something that I felt like I really need to be like professional, right? Because I always, so there there is like this saying of, um, of like you need two out of these three things in the music industry. Like you either need uh, to be professional, make it on time, and be a good hang, right? So if you have two out of these three, you you probably will manage. Again, you know? make it on time. So make it on time, yeah. be professional, be professional, and be a good hang. Mm. Yes, because that's what people like usually want from you when you're in the music industry. Like you need two out of these three. Uh, you know, like let's say you're you're making it on time and you're a really good hang, but you're not very professional. People will still want you in the studio because you're a freaking good hang, you yeah. know, and they like to hang with you and you do, and they like your their energy you bring to the studio, right? So these are great two things, right? And even professional making on time, maybe you won't be such a I don't know, call it good hang, but. Maybe you're not a very, uh, you know, a, a extrovert person and like speaking and like, you know, make funny comments or whatever, but you'll be very, very, very professional and make it on time. That sometimes is more than enough for people. And this is what they're actually looking for. So it's like, it's always a combination of two. Yeah. If you think about it. Shit, man. I, I mean, like, I, I think we're getting close to your time. Oh, right. Um, yes. yes, sir. But, uh, heard the sound, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 we heard the bell. Yeah. Um, and I do want to... There are so many things that oh, I want yeah, to speak I know. with you about it. We'll have to we'll have to run it back because I want uh, I want to speak with you because you do so much mixing for sync and so much mixing for uh, um media. Movie, for media movies yeah. all, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I would love to actually go in and talk to you about that. So that's what we'll do next time. Yes. We'll we will schedule this uh, and so do it online probably. Yep. But um, what's a last uh, um, piece of advice. Oh, you know what? I want to ask you actually. What's yeah. what's next for you? Oh, first of all. okay. Uh, well, I think what's next for me is like to basically, you, you know, I want to say continuing what I'm doing, but like I always uh, try myself to so like work on a bigger project and you know uh, 
work with more clients that has like this, you know, <clears throat> passion to music like I am. But I think what's uh, what's next for me is definitely, you know, just like work on on the projects that I want to work on, you know, uh, and actually be able to 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 get them in like, I don't know, a specific project or a specific studio that I want to work with. And I think that's what, you know, I wish for me. And I think that's what, you know, uh, I don't know, next for me, like to just keep what I'm doing, but in a bigger scale. That's what I think. That's the, if, if you know, sum it to one sentence, that's the okay. thing. Yeah. Do what you do on a bigger scale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's leave it at that. How, um, how can people find you? Uh, well, Instagram is a great way. Yeah. At uh, Shalevalon Mixing. That's the... And Facebook, Shalev Alon, or LinkedIn, Shalev Alon. Uh, yeah, those are the best way. Of course, email and everything is all, all there. But yeah, usually those platforms are great. 100%. Man, thank you so much for doing this. Dude, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Really, really. It's fun. It's fun. Crazy. Uh. Yo, yo, yo. How good was that? I had so much fun on this interview, as always. Please go ahead, leave a five-star rating and a review if you can, if you're on Apple. Spotify's five stars. Just go into your browser and your phone. It's supposed to be in Spotify, it's up. If you go up, you see it. If it's on Apple, you go down, you scroll down with your finger. This really helps the podcast go into more ears and also helps me get more podcast guests on. Also, share it on socials, share something you've learned, share something that um, enlightened you, and also hit me up, let me know how it went for you. Um, this means the world to me, this means the world to me that y'all are listening, and yeah, see you on the next Sync Gems episode, peace!